You're listening to the Luke Page Podcast, episode number 19. Make sure you click subscribe so you can stay up to date because I release a new episode every couple of weeks. You can also follow me on Instagram at Luke underscore page. That is a new Instagram handle, by the way. And have you joined the Facebook group? Have you joined the Leading Coach Facebook group? If you haven't, this is a place where coaches can come. You can basically get coached for free so I can help you out and build your coaching business because every single week I do live coaching sessions. I do trainings. Um, Out of all the platforms that I'm on, this is by far where you're going to get the best value for absolutely nothing. I'm giving out stuff that I teach my clients in here, yeah? So all you got to do to join that is head over to Facebook, search The Leading Coach by Luke Page, and you can join that. But um, yeah, this episode, I catch up with Brianna Ganiwatha. And um, Browner, if you're listening to this, I hope I got your name right. I'm not the best with pronunciations. Um, but yes, we uh, Brianna shares with us the secret formula to standing out online, even if you don't have 10,000 followers. Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast. I am here to inspire people to live a life that they love. It's why I do what I do. Join me on the pursuit of my life's vision and my own business success through meeting amazing business owners, entrepreneurs, and forward-thinking people that are here to make impact and change the world. Hey, Katie. Okay, so um, I actually, I just did a, um, can you, you can hear me okay? Yep. Yep. Um, I just did a, uh, I just did an Instagram story and I, I hope I got your name right. This is how I pronounced it. Obviously, Brianna. But oh, I can see it. Oh, okay. Garni Wetha. You're, you're good, honestly. You don't have to worry about that part. Like, no one gets it right. Well, I had, no. No, 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 no. How's it pronounced? You're better than, you're better than a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> like, I swear. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've some weird people have said some weird things when they yeah. don't know how to spell, like pronounce my name, but it's all good. So how do you pronounce it? It's gonna you, you, you pretty much said it right. Oh, like, almost, kind of, yeah, kind of get there. Yeah. All right. Well, if I, I tagged you in it, so um, if it's not hundred yeah. percent, apologies. So why don't we just start with like, um, you know, obviously who you are, what do you do, um, who do you help, type thing. And how do you help them? Okay, perfect. So I'm Brianna and I'm an Instagram coach. I help entrepreneurs to build an authentic presence um, that's in line with their values and beliefs on Instagram so they can actually sell out their offers um, without having to resort, without having to resorting to like a lot of sales tactics. So it's a lot easier for them to sell. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so like, how did you get into what you're doing now? Like, hey, what's the story behind it all? You're, you're laughing. So uh, what, what's the backstory? So it's actually kind of long, but I'm trying to condense it into like something small, I guess. Yeah. So I started health and fitness coaching in about 2016 um, while I was in college, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was trying to bring this like, side business side hustle type of thing online but i was having such a hard time i was trying to do this on instagram Mm. but i just didn't get it like i honestly didn't um Mm. i feel like if i knew what i know now i would have done a lot better Mm. Uh, but i did spend that time um like trying to learn instagram pretty much for that business and Mm. however um about two years 
into that, I stopped health coaching because the reason as to why I went to health, into health coaching was because I went through like this whole weight loss transformation and I thought that's what I wanted to do with my life. However, yeah. two years after, realized not really. Um, so, however, the good thing is some people might look at that and be like, oh, it was a failed business. However, what happened was I actually learned a lot about Instagram and the inner workings of, I guess, social media in general, because I was trying so hard to get that business online, right? Yeah. Um, but the weird part is, I didn't think I knew more than the average person. I just thought I knew what everyone else knew, um, because I learned it by myself, so I didn't think I knew anything crazy, you know? Mm. Um, however, a few years after, when I was about to graduate college, I actually started dwelling back into like the online world doing Facebook ads, right? Um, so this was really successful. Uh, Facebook ads, I think it's a very profitable niche, uh, mm -hmm. in all honesty. Um, however, I realized it's not for me. But before realizing this, um, what happened was most of my clients who were doing Facebook ads with me, um, they realized that they need help with social media. And they just started asking me because I'm their Facebook ads person. So they somehow thought that I knew about social media as well. Yeah. Um, so I started helping them free because I didn't think I'm a social media person. Um, mm. But then when I started helping them for free, they were like, oh, this is information I've never heard before. Um, you should be charging for this. Yeah. Um, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And some of them actually ended up hiring me to become like their social media manager. So, which is what mm -hmm. I ended up doing afterwards. Um, so I started doing that. So I started kind of like doing audits and social media management pretty much. Um, and then after that, I earlier this year, I um, transitioned into coaching uh, again because I actually like I um, took Facebook ads and social media management off and then tra transitioned fully into coaching in January. And yeah. I think it's been the best shift in all honesty. Nice. And like, what was the, cause you were doing health coaching originally. What was the point where it like, what happened or when did you realize that, Hey, this is not for me? Um, I think, the reason as to why I ended up giving it up is because I think at the time when I started it, health and fitness was my whole life pretty much um, because I went through this whole like weight loss transformation. And however, like a few years into that, I realized it's not no, no longer my whole life. Yeah. And I didn't want it to be my whole life because if it was business, it would be most of my life. <laughs> Yeah. Like I would be, even if it's not my own like health or fitness, I would be yeah. helping others with it. And I just realized it's not something I want my whole life to be anymore. And it's just a, something on the sideline that I'm, you know, done with. I'm, I'm just, yeah. Yeah. it's just part of life, you know, mm -hmm. it's on my whole life. Well, maybe you could, maybe you could do like a really, uh, uh, a unique niche and you could be helping people that want to improve their social media and also get fit at the same time. <laughs> Oh, okay. Never, that's not what I was thinking. But what were you I thinking? Maybe, I thought maybe you were going to say like health and fitness coaches, like help them with their uh, social media. No. <laughs> you wouldn't have too much and competition, I reckon. No, and it's weird because most of the clients I have are actually health and fitness coaches, like weirdly. Oh, there you go. Or like in the spiritual realm, one of the two. Yeah. It's all yeah. really 
some kind of health. And I'm like, oh, right. this is interesting. <laughs> but, well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, it obviously would help that you, you, know, you get that, you get that industry and you understand it. Um, so like we're, we're kind of talking here today about like standing out, which seems to be coming, becoming harder and harder <laughs> on the online world and especially in Instagram as it gets more and more and more populated and more and more coaches are popping up. So like, um, like what do you think it is like more important now than ever to know how to stand out? I think it's important because in all honesty, the future is online. As in, if you were to think about it, um, it's like if you're a coach or a business owner and if you're not utilizing social media, I honestly think you're making a massive mistake because there is so much potential within the online space. And like you can do a lot of things without having to spend a lot of money or to, like without having much capital at start, right? And I honestly feel like not enough people are taking enough use out of it. Mm. Um, I know it seems like the online space is very saturated. Um, I get it, but I still think there's a lot more space in all honesty for a lot more people. And I feel like some people just need to start utilizing it better as well, because like if we, if we think about it, I think this, this might be a bit cliche, but like if you think about it, where do we spend most of our time, right? We're usually online at some point of the day. Like a lot of people can't live without their Wi-Fi or the internet. So yeah. just imagine the potential clients are probably also hanging out. So it's a no-brainer that we need to be standing out online these days, right? Yeah, absolutely. And who did you say again? Um, who, who exactly are you helping again? So you said you help like... Who did, you, who did you say that you help? Like, did you say you help coaches and kind of online entrepreneurs? Are they mainly the... Yeah, basically? pretty much. What's your yeah. thoughts around, because like um, you've got a background in Facebook ads, yeah? So, um, because for, with myself getting into the coaching industry, I first worked for a um, coaching company and the strategy that we taught our clients was mm-hmm. paid ads, yeah? Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. So I know a little bit about that. Um, but like, what's your, what's your obviously, um, kind of, cause you teach more organic stuff. Is that right now? So you, you don't love the Facebook ads as much, but you kind of love the organic. What's your thoughts around organic versus paid, you know, kind of who should do paid, who should do organic? Okay. So again, I personally think it, it should be your own choice. What kind of business model you want to go for. However, I do think Facebook ads are an amazing reason. Like if you, if you want to use them, I think they're amazing when you do them right. I would suggest, highly suggest people to not just boost their posts. Like that's definitely something people should not be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because like, I, I don't know, I can't like explain everything over here right now, obviously. <laughs> yeah. uh, the way to do it is to go through their Facebook ads manager. So if you're doing Facebook ads, just make sure you, you know what you're doing and you're doing it right because RLS is just going to be a, a waste of money in all honesty. Mm. Um, and with organic, it's still possible with organic. However, I do understand with time as the organic reach of these um, social media platforms decrease, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're still on, if you're, if you're on like Instagram or let's say Facebook, the organic reach is like, decreasing pretty fast. And yeah. obviously if you can pay, then you're going to have the upper hand 
Mm. So with time, I feel like people should be moving towards a model where they're paying for ads if they're going to be on those platforms or they can move on to other platforms with a higher organic reach like TikTok. Yeah, okay. If, yeah. if that's a possibility. So would you say like, say if you had an early stage coach, would you recommend starting with ads or starting with like an organic strategy? I would highly suggest an organic strategy as of now, because I still think it's possible to, um, to grow, especially like on Instagram currently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in an organic way it's still possible however in the future that might not be the case right mm-hmm. um because if you take facebook i think the organic reach is about five percent so if you have 100 people on your page only five people will end up seeing it right seeing your post yeah. if you yeah. pay for an ad however instagram is not there yet so <laughs> mm. you can definitely still grow on instagram without paying for ads awesome um and like what would you say like some misconceptions are out there about like what coaches need to be doing or they need to have in order to actually stand out? I think a lot of people think that they need a ton of followers. Um, and for some reason, people have this obsession with 10K followers. Maybe it's to do 10K. with the swipe up feature. I want I 10K. Know. I want 10K. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm dreaming of the day where I can like chuck it on my stories and I'm like, you know, count down, have a party and all that. <laughs> Ten, I mean, <laughs> yeah, mate, just doing my first swipe up story. Can't wait. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, I feel like people think they need, I'm not saying having more followers is a bad thing. It's definitely not. It's yeah. definitely not. Well, unless they're like all bots or something. Um, <laughs> That's the best, yeah. <laughs> 10,000 um, <laughs> However, I think there's a lot of emphasis put on like the follower count and people feel as if, oh, I need a thousand followers to start selling. I need this many followers to do this. And I feel like it's more of a limitation than anything else. Like you really don't need that many followers to actually start off as an online coach and start to sell. Mm. Um, I think what's important is to actually nurture the people that you have and to actually create a loyal tribe out of those people. So they're willing to buy from you because I have clients who have like close to 10,000 followers. And then I have ones who have like 300, 400 followers. Mm -hmm. And since the 300, 400, they're focusing on obviously higher ticket offers but they're making a great income out of that with 300 to 400 followers. That's nothing in terms of Instagram. Like a lot of people would be like, Oh, you're not showing up as an authority because you don't have that many people following you, et cetera, et cetera. However, I've seen that's not really the case because they build these great relationships that recently I had a client, she did a a webinar. She had like 300 followers and 70 people signed up. And I think, Mm. That's absolutely amazing. <laughs> it's a high percentage, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like even if I were to put something out, would so many people sign up? I don't know. But mm. for her, with that 300 people, she got so many people to sign up. And I'm like, that's yeah. amazing. Right, you built that lower side with yeah. just 300 people, you know? Yeah, I mean, I was saying to someone, because um, it's, it's, it's a lot of people are saying it, yeah, with the follower, especially if you've got like, you know, 100, 200, 300, 400, 500 followers, right? But I was saying to someone the other day, so we're talking about this. I'm like, well, imagine if you had like an event and then because she had 600 followers. And I said, imagine you had an event and you had 600 people rock up to your event. Would that be a lot of people? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, hell yeah, it would. Like, 
crazy 600 people. So it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's what you do with the followers. Yeah. And the engagement, the interest, the right people that you have. Um, that's the important part with it all. And even like, do you know what? I was actually, I was kind of thinking about, cause I was like, Oh, I know like we're always talking about, it's not the followers, but now I was thinking about, well, you know, does it somewhat turn you off though? Like if someone's got, you know, 500 followers, like does it, does it, does it turn you off? I think, I think the, the main thing, I don't know if it's the same for you, but the main thing to me is like how they're actually showing up. Cause you can get someone, let's just say someone's like a pro in the, in the industry. Yeah. Right now they've got, let's say they've got 50,000 followers or even 10,000 followers. Let's just say their whole account got wiped, which you hear stories of it as well. And they had to start at zero. I mean, they're not going to show up like a, an amateur and a beginner and someone that doesn't know what they're doing. They're going to be going bang. So I think that's probably the most important part. Ultimately, you can get past the numbers, can't you? Depending on, on how you show up. No, so, definitely. Um, I think I was guilty of doing this, like let's say five years ago, I would see someone with like a lower follower count and I would just be like, oh, like I automatically assumed that they're not good enough or like they don't know what they're talking about yeah without realizing that maybe instagram is their secondary platform right and they mm. have a massive like audience on a different social media platform maybe they maybe yeah. they just started on instagram you never yeah. know so yeah. i've realized like it's it's all about like i just end up going through the content and stuff now just to make sure like okay is this someone i actually want to follow or not i don't care if you have 300 followers or like 100k i don't know for me it's like the content and the way you show up do i actually vibe with you if that makes sense like yeah. from your content and the way you show up on stories etc so mm. like would i be your friend in real yeah. life yeah that kind of thing yeah so like what do we actually need to do to start standing out stand out more okay so um i personally think this is my personal opinion obviously mm-hmm. that a lot of people are pushed to start talking to their ideal client. I think having an ideal client, having that in your mind, that's very, very important. But something I realized is something I personally went through and I've talked to a lot of clients and they feel like they've gone through this as well, where they feel like they lose their voice trying to speak to their ideal client because as they say, you're supposed to um, speak to them in their language, et cetera, et cetera, right? And what tends to happen is sometimes you end up losing your voice. And I, I personally have realized that when I go through my Instagram feed, everyone is starting to sound similar. I don't know if other people get it or not, but I scroll through and I'm like, are all of y'all following some kind of script? Like, I don't know. (laughs) 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 But for some reason, like it just, kind of sounds the same it's it's not the same but it sounds the same um because i feel like the inner voice is the same for some reason um yeah yeah and and i was like what's happening because the same thing happened to me when i was doing the post (laughs) and i'm like this is not sounding like me anymore i'm not some badass grammar person like that's wrong like the way i talk is a little bit different to that yeah um and it just started feeling like weird i was like is it me talking or is it someone else talking right now mm. um 
So I kind of had to like track back and figure out what to do about it because it just didn't feel right to me in all honesty. Um, And what I realized is that, and what I now teach my clients, because I used to teach my clients um, like uh, talking to our ideal client, et cetera, et cetera, which I still think is important. However, Mm. I think there's too much emphasis put on it in all honesty um, that people think that's what they need to be doing 24 seven in order to stand out online however the thing is if everyone's doing the same thing then no one's really standing out (laughs) and i think in order to stand out you have to do something a little bit differently right yeah so what i teach my um clients is to actually start talking about their own beliefs and values um when it comes to um business or whatever niche they're in right Mm. Uh, when it comes to business, when it comes to sales, when it comes to Instagram, um, if it's someone like me, right? Or health and fitness, whatever niche they're in. Um, because I personally think this really matters because so usually we end up being friends with or we actually hang out with people who have a similar value system, a similar belief system. Like in, on the surface, yeah, they, they might not be the same as we are, right? However, internally, we... It, we get attracted towards people who kind of see the, the world the way we see it, right? Yeah. So I realized the more I started sharing my values and my beliefs, the more I started actually getting followers who are almost fans. Like weirdly, I don't know how to explain it. Mm. But they're just more like, I really resonate with what you're saying. And I started getting DMs saying, I would love to work with you. Like, I, I, like, I it's insane, like the, the shift because before I was not really sharing what I believed in as per se, I was constantly trying to talk to this other person who was mm-hmm. my ideal client. And yeah. in return, I was like kind of losing my voice. However, when I kind of took, like stepped back mm-hmm. and started talking about what I believed in and what I value, I think I ended up attracting a lot of people who actually have those values and beliefs. Um, and in turn, it made it very easy for me to like, have a built a relationship with them which i think is the foundation in any business is to build relationships with people so you know they trust you and i think it became a lot easier because people would literally dm me and start striking up a conversation saying i loved what you talked about in this particular post or like your stories really resonated with me etc etc when before Mm -hmm. i was very much concentrated on educational content and like talking to my ideal client pretty much and you do do what content sorry i said i was very much focused on educational content and talking to my ideal client like that's pretty much what i was focused on yeah and i kind of shifted that to more educational content i still kept that in because i think that's necessary Mm. um and also content where i talk a lot more about what i believe and what I value, right? Um, I think by doing this, you, like, I personally have realized that I no longer need to convince people to buy from me, as per se. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. this is everyone, Mm. but I'm getting more DMs saying that I would love to work with you Mm -hmm. or how can I work with you? Because for some reason, whatever I'm talking about resonates with them more than just educational content and me trying to talk to them. Yeah. I'm just sharing what I believe in, but it somehow resonates. And for them, 
Maybe because it almost didn't, doesn't seem as if I'm trying to get them to work with me. I'm just sharing what I believe in, right? right. So I'm not sure what's happening there. I don't know the psychology behind it exactly, yeah. other than the fact that I do believe that people with similar values and beliefs, they're, they're attracted to other people with those similar values and beliefs, right? So I'm guessing that's yeah. what's going on, right? I guess that, so. Yeah, that I keep on getting DMs where people are wanting to work with me. And that was not like before I, I did have that case, but it was the incidences were low, lower than they're currently. Mm. And I feel like I no longer have to use like as many like sales tactics as mm. per se in order to get people to buy from me. And it feels good to me just because I personally I'm not someone who's like, who feels super aligned with it. I know people are different and people feel differently about um, all kinds of things, obviously. <laughs> um, however, I was someone who is pretty uncomfortable. I don't know why exactly. <laughs> I just felt uncomfortable about a lot of things going on in the coaching industry and how people do things to get clients. And I was like, is there any other way that I can do this without having to do this? <laughs> and then I found out, okay, this is the way I guess. Yeah. For people who are just not comfortable with going that the other route. Mm. And yeah. So it's like can you give me like any specific can you think of anything specific like when you're talking about this, um that you are like you you're trying to talk to your target market or your ideal client, but you're losing your voice. Like can you think of anything specific? like an idea like oh, okay i wrote this bit of content or i said this like can you think of anything um i can't think of anything specific but i clearly remember like like a few months ago i was writing out content um and it just didn't <laughs> click with me like i don't know it just didn't right. work but i would like i would still be like no but this is the right thing to do like you should post it because if you don't post, then you don't have anything else to post, et cetera, et cetera. But then like the day would come to post and I would just be like, nah, I can't do this. Like I'm going to scratch it. Mm. It's a good post. It's not a bad post. Yeah. But at the same time, I just felt like it's not me. Like it's, mm. it's not my voice. It's someone else speaking through my Instagram. <laughs> like, no. So are you referring to like specific words? So you, you know, in your caption, you're right. And like, um, like, you know, Hey girl, um, you know, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. And like, you're like that, that type of thing. Or are you talking about a little bit? Yeah. I like that. Okay. There's a, a lot of hey bit. girls going around. A lot of hey girls. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> I feel like that's not how I speak. That's not how I talk. Yeah. Yeah. I felt this pressure to speak in that way because yeah. apparently that's how my ideal client likes to be spoken to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but at the end of the day, I was like, but it's not me. I'm sure there's other people um, out there who feel the same way. And I just feel like there's too much pressure on people to be speaking to their ideal client in a certain way, mm. when in reality, it, you, you really don't have to. I'm not saying you don't have to have to, but at the same time, I think there's too much emphasis on it. Yeah, I, I understand. And when it comes to spe uh, like actual specific content ideas, do you are you saying that you go on the path of as opposed to 
surveying and researching your target client and audience and then finding out that, hey, they want to learn about this, 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 this. Based, you just go off based off what you kind of know, what you feel is right, and that works for you. Is that what you, is that what you kind of mean? So, obviously, when it comes to educational content, I definitely look into what, what are people looking for. So, I either do a poll on my stories mm-hmm. so people know, uh, people can kind of choose what they want to learn about. Um, so, because I obviously want to listen to my audience. I don't want to completely ignore them and be like, oh, this is what I believe in. So, you better <laughs> listen to this. I'm not doing yeah. that. Um, obviously I take their opinions and um, everything else into consideration, especially in the DMS. I talk to a lot of people and I try to figure out what are they like struggling with? What do they need help with? Then I make content based off of that when it comes to educational content. Mm-hmm. Um, however, when it comes to sharing what I believe in and what I value, then I know for a fact that a good part of my audience doesn't believe in the same things I believe in or value. But yeah. the thing is I'm not making content for those people them when it comes Makes to sense. those values right i'm making yeah, yeah, it for that small tribe that i want to make mm. who's a, who actually has those values and beliefs and who's going to be attracted to me for those values and beliefs mm. um so yeah that makes sense. So it's like being the real you, stand up for what you believe in, just sharing what you believe in, even though you know it it, it everyone's not the, the majority's not going to agree with it i guess and you're going to get turned some people off it's kind of like well this is who i am take it or leave it type thing you either love me or maybe not hate me a bit okay maybe stop following me type thing yep i i, I like that that's cool um well the first thing you've gone through is like our ideal client ideal client thing so as opposed to going obsessing about this ideal client and almost the point where you're overemphasizing talking how they like to be spoken to and how they speak and everything like that. Don't research your target market and your ideal client. Know what their problems are, but still be you. Is that how we'd summarize it pretty much? Still be you, still speak the way that you are. Don't change for them. Exactly. Yeah, I definitely, and, yeah. That's and like, the way to go. And the thing is, is like that's, that's a lot easier said than done. A lot easier said than done, yeah? Because, like, we're all guilty of that, 100%. I reckon, like, when I first started um, when I first started GBM, that was one of the things I spoke to Isabella about. And she, I said to her, I said, um, I said uh, for everyone listening, um, Brianna and I were in a uh, mastermind together. And the head coach of this um, group, I asked her, I go, having a quick look at me, what do I need? What's my number one thing I need to improve on? And she said... I want to see more of who you are. And like from then, I, can't, I was like, I was like real holding back with my accents. Yeah. My, like even writing now. Yeah. Like I used, cause I, 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 I would, as opposed, cause I, I do a lot of, um, what's the word? Do you call it slang? Mm-hmm. You know, slang. Yeah. So just like abbreviating words and changing the spelling and all that. And like, I speak that way, but when it came time to writing it, I wrote properly. So that's one thing mm-hmm. that I've started doing now is like just being more who I am and, you know, spelling words wrong, being more, putting my Australian lingo in there and slang and everything like that. Cause I did, I held back for it. And I even, I don't know if you're on that call, but I asked everyone, I was worried about my accent and I was worried that because a lot yeah. of my people I deal with are Americans and I was like worried, oh, gee, are they, 
are they going to see my accent as a bad thing? And then when everyone said, oh, no, the accent's a good thing, mm-hmm. I was like, shit, I've got to like own this crap. And like a big part yeah. of me is who I am. Yeah, that's, that's us. So yeah, definitely easier said than done with that thing because it's like, yeah, you want to do it, but sometimes it's scary, isn't it? It's scary to really, it's, it's, it's scary to open yourself up to who you truly are. No, definitely, because I, I feel this every single time I'm posting something, talking about what I believe or value. Every mm. single time I'm like, is this going to like ruin my whole like, career? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is the post that's going to end me. <laughs> end it all. Um, however, like by doing it over time, it's definitely become a lot easier. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yes, yeah, starting out, it was so hard. Because it's, like you said, definitely easier said than done. But once you get that momentum going, I think it becomes um, a lot easier. Yeah, and it's, it's almost like once you, once you do like a vulnerable post, for example, and then you realize, oh, shit, I'm still alive. Not everyone's unfollowed me. You're like, okay, I can actually do this. And it's just, it gets to the point where you just stop caring as much. Yeah, The more and more you do it, you stop caring as much, stop caring as much. So... Yeah, look, anyone listening to this, if you're kind of gelling right now, um, just maybe let a wall down. Start letting a wall down, starting from today. Maybe you have to do a post, maybe you're holding back from something, whatever it is, just why don't you just start with letting a wall down today? Because uh, the more and more you do it, the more you're going to be comfortable with ultimately being yourself. And it's like, I've got this quote on my, um, I've got a vision board, right? Which I haven't updated in a while. It's got a few things on there, which I would change. Like it's got like this crazy, it's got a bowling alley on there. I don't want a fucking bowling alley anymore. Um, it's got a car on there, which I'm okay with cars, but I wouldn't really put a car on my vision board anymore. So there's two things I want to change, but it's a quote on there from one of my all time mentors, Jackie Delosa. Um, and it says, we are our most powerful when we give ourselves permission to be our true selves. I love that so much such a cool quote so there you go so um anyway that's the first one is talking about um just researching our ideal client but still being us and still speaking our own voice but what's the what's the second thing we need to do in order to stand out even when we don't have ten thousand followers okay so i think one of the most important things is obviously like i said you have to share your values and beliefs right However, Mm. in order to share your values and beliefs, you first have to know them. (laughs) Um, And in order to know them, I think something that's very important to um, figure out is your why. And I feel like not enough people are putting enough emphasis on the why when it comes to um, business coaching or just coaching in general. I feel like people kind of skip over that, Um, especially if it's like for a new coach, I think. Um, Mm. I think it's I think too many people go into um, coaching or I don't know, some whatever industry online um, thinking their aim is to make 10K months or 10K months in three months, whatever it is, right? However, when that doesn't happen, people give up extremely quickly. I see a lot of people where I see some people amazing, amazing content, amazing everything. And all they had to do was just stick it out for like a year or two. And they would have been like an industry leader like their content is that good. However, I think people have this almost unrealistic expectations sometimes. Because, yeah. 
people because they see someone else making 10k in three months and they think i need that if i don't do that i'm a failure yeah right yeah. and i feel like one of the main reasons as to why people feel this rush to make money or obviously you need to make money to survive however you might not need 10k months in three months like mm. you know um so obviously if you're a coach or a business that's making enough to sustain yourself obviously i'm not saying don't aspire for more mm-hmm. please do however if you don't reach those goals it's fine and why i'm talking about all this is because i feel like the reason as to why people end up giving up is because they don't have the strong enough why and if your why is strong enough if you have a purpose that's bigger than yourself because if you think about 10k months that's for yourself mm. right and i'm not saying there's nothing anything wrong with wanting things for yourself there's nothing wrong with that however a lot of the times that's not enough for people to keep going for some reason yeah um and a lot of people need something bigger either i've seen it it's either when it's like their kids or something bigger than themselves and they want to make a whole shift in a society or the world whatever it is right mm-hmm. um or a community when that comes into place that's when people keep going regardless of hitting those milestones when it comes to money or fame whatever it is right they keep going because they truly believe in their why their purpose and they know they're going to get there no matter how long it takes yeah. and those are the people i feel like who end up becoming the industrial leaders who end up actually sticking through it in the long run mm-hmm. and by figuring out your why it not only helps you with that when it comes to sticking through the hard times but it also helps you figure out your core values and beliefs and when you incorporate that into your content like i said before i think you can definitely see a big change so i personally think the way that people should go about it especially even when it comes to a social media strategy like this is something i go through like with my clients is i have them figure out their why if they don't know yet or if it's very like loosey goosey i don't know what the word is for it if it's like if they're not like if they don't have a strong why or they don't feel like they have a strong why then i yeah. figure that out Yeah. first i know it's like they're probably they're usually like why like you're my like social media strategy person maybe me too and then after that i make them figure out their core values and beliefs so because i actually want them to incorporate those into their social media platforms yeah. um because for all the reasons i said before right so once they figure out their core values and beliefs i get to their content pillars so that's kind of like the topics that they will be talking about um because i think this is important just because sometimes people get in this funk of what do i talk about right mm. or what am i supposed to like make content out of like what am i making content for like people kind of get super confused on this whole um content creation part of things and i think it's always good to simplify it and the way i like to simplify it is by actually having content pillars um i'm sure some of you might have heard about it some of you might not have have not but um content pillars are pretty much just topics that you'll be talking about on a regular basis so 
for example, I'll just give an example so it makes more sense. So if you're a business owner, something that you can, the things that you can talk about is maybe you can talk about mindset, sales process, and let's say client process. Those three are just themes that you constantly talk about within your uh, profile. So whenever you're trying to come up with content, you can always look, what did I talk about already? Did I talk about mindset and sales the last two posts? Then okay, then I guess I'm going to talk about client process. I mean, it doesn't have to be like one, two, three, you know, um, in a certain pattern. However, it gives you an idea as to um, what posts that you need to do without having to like kind of choose from this massive, I don't know, um, what's the word for it? Um, uh, from a, a, a big unorganized list or something like that exactly okay yeah that makes sense i was trying to like find one word for it but that didn't work <laughs> <laughs> um so i think once you've figured your content pillars out that's when you come out and you start sharing your experiences that's another thing it's not just about what you believe like when i say talk about what you believe and what you value. It just doesn't have to be you on a post saying, oh, I believe this, I value this. No, like, don't know. Um, because that- <laughs> it, 10 like, days of breeze values. <laughs> Join me for the exactly. next 10 days. I'm gonna be sharing a value of mine over the next 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> However, what I mean by it is like, you don't necessarily need to do it that way. Mm. Um, you can always incorporate them into like your educational posts. Like mm. that's definitely something that you can do. Or you can tell a vulnerable story about yourself. That's another thing, like being vulnerable online. That's something that's obviously hard to do. And when you're sharing your values and beliefs, you're automatically being vulnerable to a certain point. Yeah. Um, so... I think another thing, like I said, is also sharing your experiences. So I think when you're sharing your values and beliefs, it's automatic that you're kind of sharing your experiences in some way. So Mm. like, like I said, it doesn't have to be, oh, these are my values. These are my beliefs, but rather they they come in the form of vulnerable stories um, that your clients can learn something from. So again, I have to emphasize, like when you're talking about your values and beliefs, always think, is this something that's going to help my client? Because I like, <laughs> don't talk about random stuff. That's obviously like, that's why I said it's important to have your ideal client in mind. Yeah. However, like you don't have to be constantly talking to them. There's other ways to do it. Um, so the whole point of this is that by doing this, you're actually attracting people again, like I said before, who believe in what you believe in. Mm-hmm. And so you have an easier time when it comes to the sales process because you it's a, it becomes a lot easier for you to build that trust, that relationship off of these posts because people will end up DMing you or you DM people and people have that connection with you already because if the easier thing, and the thing is like you're actually weeding out people who are who don't believe in what you believe in, right? in a weird way because if people are triggered by that they're probably going to unfollow you and Mm. so you actually actually end up with a bunch of followers (laughs) who actually care about what you're saying for the most part yeah right rather than having like a bunch of people where you're very like neutral you're never being 
polarizing as per se. Because when you're sharing your values and beliefs, you're automatically being polarizing. Mm, because yep. people obviously have different values and beliefs, right? Yeah. So that kind of weeds people out for you as well. And I, and and here's the thing: I think it's important to do business with people who actually believe what you believe in, rather than just doing business with people who want what you have. Because there's yeah. a lot of people in this world who want what I'm teaching. However, not everyone's going to be a good fit. And I feel yeah. like people who end up being a good fit are actually the people who believe what I believe in, who see the way in a similar way to the way I see it. Um, mm. But yeah. Nice. All right. So we got, what's the next one? There's no next one. <laughs> All right. So the, the main two, the main two focuses is basically um, our, I think, kind of, um, I think I kind of, uh, what, what, what's the word for it? No, condensed it, I guess. Condensed it into two main points, but this had these wings flying off each point. <laughs> Pretty much. Really bad at like organizing stuff in a way. That's why I meant by I babble a lot. That's what I meant. Oh, is that what the babble happen. is? Is that sort of about, I was warned everyone that Bree said, look, I'll come on, but um, I'll come on the podcast. But I, I'm warning you that I babble. I'm like, well, uh, I babbling's good because it's probably a good type of medium to have a babbler. <laughs> Don't want anyone that yeah. doesn't say anything. Okay. So I just like to summarize everything. It's just like, well, yeah, we need to know our ideal client, know their problems and their struggles, everything like that. But remember, don't lose our voice. Remember, don't become them still do things for who we are and what we stand for. And that's going to attract the right amount, right type of people. Um, you're probably going to repel the wrong type of people. That's, that's, that's whether you want it. Last thing you want to do is take on clients that aren't you. And then secondly would be that you have to know your own why. And it can't be like, well, I'm doing this because I want to make $10,000 each month. Oh, I'm doing this because I want to travel to Italy every three months. It's got to be deeper than that. And then we have to know our core values and our beliefs around it and be completely comfortable and open sharing it. Cause again, you're opening up to people who you truly are and the right people will come along with you and the wrong people won't. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. So to finish things up, Bree, Breezer, yeah. as you'd be called in Australia, good old Breezer. You've been, have you been to Australia before? Yes, I have. Yeah. Uh, where'd you go? <laughs> Melbourne. That's exactly where you are. <laughs> have we had this conversation? <laughs> yes, we have. Oh <laughs> this, is, this is embarrassing. <laughs> um, good. Where did you where did you stay in, in Melbourne? I don't know exactly. Like, like it was close to um, university. Yeah, it was close yeah, okay. to Uniform, so that makes oh, sense. <laughs> there you go. Did you get Breezer when you were here? What the fuck is Breezer? I'm sorry. The the breezer's like um well, I don't know what, well, technically a breezer here is a drink. It's like a, a drink that um, a breezer is like a, it's kind of like vodka mixed with, I don't know, kind of like soft drink. And it's like when, okay. you, when you're 15, maybe 18, you get breezers because they're kind of cheap. You get a four pack and they're cheap. That's what you have a breezer when you're young. It's all the young and yeah. breezer. But that's, yeah, I don't know. If you were bree, you'd probably get breezer here. But anyway, um, what's like to finish this up? Now I'm bad. <laughs> Yeah, your babbling, your babbling curse has gone over to me now. So what's like number one tip for, you know, coach listening to this, trying to grow their business? 
What's a number one tip for this laddie? Okay, I would definitely say is to actually start consuming so much content. Mm. Um, I think a lot of people do this. I feel like on a day-to-day basis, we're consuming 90% of the time and actually taking action 10% of the time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So I think the best thing that you can do, let's say over the next week is to actually flip that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Start taking action 90% of the time and consuming 10% of the time. Cause I honestly don't think consuming content is going to do you a lot of good unless you actually take action on it. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Flip it. Flip it. <laughs> like it. Flip it. Exactly. Flip it. Flip it. All right. Well, anyone that's listening to this, that's vibing with Brie, that is sharing similar beliefs, similar value. <laughs> I love this. Where can they find you? Brie, where can they find you? Um, so you can find me on Instagram. Um, it's Brianna.Legan on How you spell Instagram. That? Oh, yeah. It's B-R-I-A-N-N-A dot L-E-E-G-A-N. Boom. All right. Well, Bree, thank you very much for coming on. Really, really appreciate it. It was lovely to be on here and thank you for having me. Hey there. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date with podcasts that I release every couple of weeks. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please, I really, really appreciate it if you leave me a review. And you can also find me on Instagram at Luke underscore page.